Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gil and Brenda Stewart. Gil and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are, coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gil and Brenda Stewart. Hi, Brenda. It's nice to be back with you today in our lovely little studio that still needs still needs a sponsor. <laughs> well, hey, welcome everybody uh, back to Restored and Remarried for uh, tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Mm-hmm. Speak to me, Brenda. What are we talking about today? Wow, I'm excited about today because this is this is loaded. We could go for weeks talking about this. Yeah, because it's a fun topic. Yeah, it's friendship builds connection. Friendship builds connection. Uh-huh. Yeah, because we should be friends, right? You think? Yeah, that kind of helps a little bit. To like you, <laughs> I love you, but it's also a really great benefit to like you as well. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of just lead me into this a little bit. You, well, you know, I know you were you came home the other day sharing that um, you know in your counseling practice, you've been asking uh, couples that are coming in about their friendship in their marriage, and I think you were kind of shocked to hear what they were sharing. What oh, did... oh, yeah, that, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I'm working with lots of couples, and, um, you know, so we're going through the issue, and a lot of times they want to get down to, you know, what's bugging them. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're going to get to that, and, and I give them a chance, uh, but one of the questions I ask them is, is tell me about your friendship. You know what? What? Uh, what do you guys do? You know what? What? What do you? And they look at me with this blank stare. I was like, well, "What do you mean, friendship?" And I'm kind of going, uh, "Tell me how you met each other. <laughs> tell me what you like to do together. What you know? What holds you together? Your friendship. You know what?" And it's interesting. The comment that comes back is, is that often they kind of go, "We don't have a friendship." To that, I'm kind of going, "Oh." That I don't say it out loud, but inside me, I'm kind of going, that may have a lot to do with why you're in to see me. Yeah. yeah. And that really is kind of sad because the friendship is where we started. I mean, you and I were really good friends before it developed into, you know, tips, tools, and tingles. <laughs> <The> tingles. <laughs> I mean, the well, tingles came later. Well, don't you find, too, you know, depending on what season of life you're in, whether you have, you know, little ankle biters, little toddlers, kids still at home, yep. or even in that next phase of teenagers and then college. And then just when you're ready to catch your breath, then we have aging parents. Yeah. And I can see how a friendship and a marriage, you can, it can really be thrown under the bus. Yeah, it takes, just, it takes hits. Yeah, because it's not a priority because sometimes we're just trying to survive regular life. But really, it's the friendship that gets us through. Yes. It's not the tingles. It's more of the the roots. It's the foundation, the values, the beliefs, the trust. Right. And 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 that's what true relationships are built on. Not the tingles going up. They do go up and down our spine, uh, but it's the friendship that keeps us rooted and keeps us coming back and keeps us keeps us steady when when life keeps just knocking the wind out of us. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about friendship a little bit. You've got some points here. Let's get going. Well, I think a lot of times we think friendship is, oh, it's one big happy family all the time. And, you know, we all have close friends in our life and we get together. It's warm, fuzzy. It might be a safe place, but... Um, I want to talk about for a minute when friends argue. Say what? 
Because sometimes friends argue. They argue <laughs> when they sometimes fight. What's the difference? Good question. Because arguments are, no, I don't necessarily agree with you. Fighting is when we get really passionate about something and we really dig in and we actually then do harm to the relationship. We do harm with hurtful words or attitudes or defensiveness or we really become contemptuous and we start, you know, attacking one another's character. You this, you that, you always. And, and that mm-hmm. tends to tear the, the friendship down. Arguments are, I don't always agree with you because there are things that we don't always agree with. What do you mean? Well, we hardly things, ever argue. Well, yeah, we argue. You just maybe aren't paying attention that I don't agree with you, you know. Oh, so those are the times that you're wrong. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, and also arguments, it kind of depends on family of origin. You know, I'm Sicilian, and what might seem like a fight to you is just an argument to me. Oh, yeah, because the Scots never fight. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> We're stubborn. You fight. I just, I just, I just chill out. I just, you know, I, I freeze. I just, mm, I, you know, yeah. sometimes I don't speak up when you're really kind of, oi, oi, you know, really going at it. You're a fighter. I am? Yeah. I never stop to think of I fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. Right? Okay, we're getting way off track but here. Friends, but friends, I mean, when you think yeah. about it, you know, they, they argue. They don't always agree. Now, that And that's might, healthy. Yeah, uh, provided that they're, you know, respectful and kind. And, yeah. you know, you can still make your point. You know, right. Keep it straightforward, but don't don't attack. Well, and, you know, as I talk to women in marriage and the comment is thrown out, oh, we never fight. And boy, that just <laughs> that uh, pulls a string in me because I remember people saying that about my first marriage, and I thought that was a battle, a badge of honor to wear. But that you know you never what? Fought? Yeah, oh. because we're so together and in sync that we never fought. But now, having been through the train wreck that I've been through with that relationship, it's like no, it is healthy to argue and fight. And if you're not, you. Not that you need to force it, but to me, if you're not fighting or you're not arguing, it means someone's not being really honest. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that again. Or there isn't a safe place for that person to share. Okay, so as you were sharing the story with me, I mean, you you were amongst kind of a small group of other women, and you were kind of sharing, and they were all talking about this particular issue. This you, was 25, 30, 30 years ago. 30 years ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you make the comment, we never fight. And now that you look over your shoulder and think, if you hear somebody else say that right now, you just said red 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 alert goes yeah, on. Yeah, it's a red flag because somebody's not being honest. Well, yeah. Unpack that a little. Well, bit. Well, I little feel bit more. because maybe some partner could be the husband or wife. It doesn't really matter. Maybe isn't feeling safe enough in their relationship to be able to share how they really feel because they don't want the conflict. Okay. So that's where I asked: Would you rather be safe? Or satisfied. And I think sometimes a lot of divorces happen because the satisfaction isn't there anymore. And then and then you focus more on yourself. And then you get very selfish. And then, I mean, it's a slippery slope. And there's lots of other things that can come into the demise of a marriage. But it gets back to there is no friendship of a level of safety and honesty. Okay. So what you were saying is, is then as friends, if I'm not being honest with you could be that i don't feel safe 
and what makes us feel safe. We're going to kind of move into that in the second part of our discussion today. But I really like what you're saying there is because when we're not fighting, it's because somebody's not being honest. When we're not arguing for the sake of definition, if we're not arguing, then a good chance is I'm not being honest with you or I'm not being honest with myself. I'm hiding well, my Yeah, feelings. and you're being a poser Ooh. or I'm being a poser. Yeah, which is kind of a no poser rule in Yeah, and as hard as that is, even with friends, I mean, the depth of my connection with a girlfriend isn't going to be as deep if they can't call me out on my stuff. Or you them. Right. And do it in a friendly, loving, kind way. Right. So as husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, long-term relationship, if you're not doing that for one another, you need to pay attention to your friendship. Yes. You know, it's not all about how do we problem solve and conflict skills, la, 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 la. No, actually, you need to work on what's the positive side of your relationship, and that's your friendship. I think that's one thing that really blows me away is when people come into the counseling room and like, fix us. And I'm kind of going, fix your friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like I was telling one person the other day, you know, the, the way that they train people in the uh, the world of, of counting money and looking for counterfeit is not showing them counterfeit. They sh- keep showing them the authentic real dollar bill. Mm. So when the, the fake one comes up, they go, that ain't real because they're so familiar with the authentic cur- currency mm-hmm. that when they see the wrong thing, when they see the counterfeit, it stands out like a sore thumb because they spent time on the positive training and nurturing and beginning to understand how this real thing really works, how it really acts, how it really feels. And so the same is for friendship. That leads to the deeper relationship of our love and our appreciation and the fondness and the admiration continues to grow. And that lasts a lifetime because I always have to update myself. And you've got your little pinky (laughs) So, yeah. I'm going to forget what I'm going to say. Say it quick. <laughs> no, and the, uh, right on the heels of that, uh, I think it's important in marriage to build a friendship to always be intentional to point out the positives of what's going on because it's so easy to get focused on the negative, right? Oh, yeah. And And when you hear a positive thing said to you from your spouse, I mean, it's very... Um, affirming and it draws us the connection is better and the more positive we can have with each other when we do have to talk about the hard stuff we're going to have that level of connection that's it's going to make it easier to talk about the hard stuff right because when you're in the argument i really like what you're saying there Brent. because when you're in the argument there's a pattern of positive to negative ratio and then when we start arguing we both understand hey i maybe need to up the positive to negative so that we can get through the negative. And, you know, you don't live on this planet without some negative. I mean, it's not right. like you said, you know, roses and tea parties all the time. There's real grindy stuff that takes place in the trenches of life. So friendship is what gets you through that. It's not secondary. Right. Good, good. And it's not about winning or losing. or I mean, it's all about the genuine care and concern for each other. Okay, winning and losing. Talk to me about that for a second. Well, it's not like if we're in an argument or a fight that I have to win. Well, you know, once again, this goes back to another podcast that we talked about, one plus one equals three. If we're arguing about something, we both need to stop and say what's best for the marriage, what's best for the relationship. What's best for the team? Because if I win and you lose, the team just lost. Right. So we win as a team, we lose as a team. And so if we're into a competition, 
that's not necessarily good. But there are some competition in friendships that are a lot of fun and whimsical and build connection. You want to yeah, talk about oh, one I'm of all, ours? In our relationship, I'm all about the points. That's for the <laughs> I'm competitive. So I love we learned this from Mark Gunger from Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. You know, Years who, ago. Whoever yeah. gets to make the bed first gets a ding for the day. A point. A point. Yeah, if, if, if you turn, in, in our house, if you turn the, the covers down and squirt it with lavender, you get five <laughs> points and let it to air out I and then make the bed. That's why so you're doing I, that now. Yeah, I rush to the bedroom. Actually, it's to try to beat our cat to the bed because the cat gets in our bed all the time right after we get up. Anyway. You but, just you just lost the point. You had me there. Uh, and then, you know. Okay, well, it's back to the, the point. the idea is that it's whimsical and fun, and that's what friends do. So Ooh. we're always talking about points and who's got more points and who's behind, but it's not in a mean-spirited thing. It's fun. Yeah, Right. I, what's really cool is is that if I've made the bed and I've left the house for the day and then I get a little text from you with a little word, ding, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's very endearing because I got a point, but it really told me that you appreciated me yeah. making the bed. Something as simple as that. Now, if you really want to score points, guys, vacuum the floor, do the dishes and take out the trash. That really actually is an aphrodisiac in most homes. You just didn't know it till now. So, you know, okay, the lady's taking that. Guys, that's how you make and points. And you just got extra points for sharing that. And you didn't even have to do anything. Oh, it wasn't on. Oh, okay, I'll shut up before I lose them again. <laughs> All right, where are we going from here? So I think another way that friendship, and once again, I bet a lot of people think we're going to talk about Oh, what do friends do together? Let's go out. Let's make a list of all the fun stuff we can do together. But what's coming to mind, Gil, is what you've said in the past is that, you know, what builds a marriage is not so much uh, the great vacations and the great celebrations. It's sometimes the pain that we've endured together. Yeah. The and, tough stuff. And living in this world does create difficulties, sometimes yeah. pain. And so that's really important that as time goes by, that we continue to build understanding of what's going on in your world and what's going on in my world. Because in reality, then, it's what's going on in our world. Mm -hmm. It's always trying to aim for we-ness. Not you, not me, but we. And so sometimes the ability to build understanding of what's going on in our world, you know, we need to ask each other really open-ended questions. You know, in that way, it's not a yes or a no, but it's something that really builds more understanding. So we'll kind of get to that a little bit further. Now, a point you wanted to make Well, that friends are always updating each other. Yeah. <clears throat> and especially the longer you've been married. I mean, I think back when I first got married, you know, 30 plus years ago, some of the thoughts I had then may be different now or they've morphed. And the longer that we're married, um, sometimes we forget to check in and, and talk about those things, things we assume, even as something as simple as political values. And I'm not going there, but I mean, you know, as the longer we live, do things change? Do things shift? We assume things are staying the same, but they're not. Right, right. Um, so I want to repeat something you just said. Is, is that friends are always updating each other. That's why when the texting or the voicemail, 
you know, how many times do we do that during a day, even with these funny little emojis? Because like you were sharing with somebody just recently, there's a certain emoji that I send you that nobody else really understands the significance of. But when you get that from me, it brings a little pitter-pat to your heart. It brings a tingle Mm -hmm. to your heart because you know that I know what that means to you. So we're always updating each other uh, with those particular things. I think another thing is, is that friends help friends carry the load. You know, life is full of heavy loads and sometimes, you know, two can travel a little lighter than one. And so there's some specific questions that kind of come with that, because when we share and carry the load, we're actually sharing feelings, not the problem. Right. And usually a friend, um, the first thing we want from our friends is to be heard, not so much advised. Understood. Right. Understand the the pressure, the load that I'm feeling. Don't solve the problem. Help me. Help me carry it. Yeah. And so and that brings empathy. Yeah. And, you know, there's it's so much more powerful to sit in the muck with somebody and just say, wow, that sounds really bad or that sounds really hard. Not so much. How are we going to fix it? Which I'm guilty of because I'm a fixer. Yeah. And I think to your point, so often doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. We just go to fix it mode way too fast. Yeah. Oh, I had a really bad day. Well, you should have done this. Well, how did that just make your friend feel? <laughs> You, shut down. Yeah, you just yeah. shut each other down. So tell me about that. You know, so that that's kind of the concept. So if you have the temptation to go to problem solving within the first two sentences, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to what's going on with your friend. That's why they're your friend. They want to tell you about their day. If it happens to be your spouse, you should do it while you're holding one another after you just gave each other a kiss. But we'll talk about that in a minute. And you know what? In culture today, I think that is so hard because I know, honestly, okay, can I be really honest? Sometimes I'll share like I'm struggling with something and some of my friends will just not even acknowledge it and go off and left field and talk about themselves. And here I'm sitting here dying. Yeah. And to me, as the older I get, that's the mark of a really good friend and you're excellent that way is you stay there with me and discuss how I'm feeling not putting the attention on you yeah it's the willingness to sit in the crap yeah you know and not run away from it and try to color you know candy coat it because life is not candy coated sometimes there are some really great times but life has its time yeah. where we just need somebody to sit and hold their hand and just listen and in that same breath celebrate yeah Right. And not over, you know, I can share a great thing that happened and you're not going to one up me. You're going to share where I'm at because that's a big deal for me. Right. I love it when you do that with your head, too. When you flick your head. It's so sexy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Number. So so one is to be um, to be heard when a friend carries the load. Two is to be able to share their feelings and not always rush into problem solving. Right. Gotcha. And then the third one. The third one is rituals. Yeah. Building tradition, um, you know, building things that are creative between the two of you. Sometimes they're spontaneous and sometimes mm-hmm. they're really planned. But that, again, builds friendship. Friends do that sort of thing. They go to tea. They go to coffee. They go have a beer. They go get a bucket of balls. They go get Manny petties. I still don't quite get that. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's different things that but friends a do. tradition or a ritual. And how sweet that is that you and I have those within our relationship. Yeah. And that's and that continues to build 
history with mm-hmm, us, mm-hmm. and that deepens our friendship. Yeah, Christmas morning walks, mm-hmm. Christmas morning adventures. Those are some of the sweetest memories as we reflect back on those because that's what makes the friendship. Because when things are really crummy, we can kind of go, remember when? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's right. We're, we're going to have another one of those soon. We just got to get through this mess right now, okay? And that, that ritual I know is something I can count on because you're committed to that ritual along with me. And yeah. that is very endearing. It builds a safety for me to know you're going to be there. Yeah, and it deepens the friendship and the connection. Right. And that's what we want. That's mm-hmm. what's going to, you know, carry you through the challenging times of children. Yes, those people. <laughs> so we, we mentioned that we were going to have a couple of open-ended questions to share with you. Um, you know, if you want to get in touch with us, there's there's like a resource that I send to people about 30 different conversations you can have with your spouse. Some of those questions are really funny. Some of them are very serious. Uh, then we have another thing that we, we have where you're asking, you know, about another list of 62 questions that, again, start kind of surfacy and, you know, again, updating one another's world, asking lighthearted questions as well. But for instance, well, what a couple of those are. You can just Google asking oh, yeah, good just, questions and yeah. I'm sure there'd be lots of resources yeah, online too. Yeah, learning how to ask open-ended questions but such as. Here's a couple examples. Name your partner's two closest friends. Yeah. That's the first question. It's like, hmm, I got to think about that. And you know what? If I didn't know the answer, I could say, Tell me about who that. are your two closest friends? <laughs> Another one? Yeah, name one of your partner's major rivals or enemies. Ooh. Yeah, because in that way, that's a very personal thing, because a good chance is they hurt me. Mm. And for me to share that with you is letting you into my that's, world or vice versa. That's kind of the deep end of the pool, That's huh? the deep end of yeah. the pool. Yeah, that was like question 30-something. Yeah, out of so 60. This, is a, this is a safe one. Oh, it's a fun one. <laughs> Go ahead. What is one of your partner's favorite weekend activities? Uh-huh. So isn't it like mowing the lawn, doing the dishes? <laughs> <laughs> while you sit having eating My bonbons, bonbons and yeah. having your martini or something. Yeah. And otherwise you watch Not me. a martini. Well, but, I you suppose know. that wouldn't really go with bonbons. But anyway, yeah. What about what is your partner's favorite flower? Oh, a flower. Do you mean like a Pillsbury flower or a gold metal flower? What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? <gasps> You're sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> Like a rose flower, flower like not flower. baking like flower. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, you mean like a, a flower that like smells a, good? Yeah, like oh, a daisy. Oh, I thought you meant like baking flower. rose. No, uh, all you think about is eating. Yes, okay. my stomach, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the last one we wanted to share that's kind of, um, ooh, this is at the deep end of the pool too. You may not want to start out with this one. What is your partner currently most sad about? Mm. That's a deep question because they may be carrying something that they're really sad about and you don't have a clue unless you ask that kind of a deep question. That's one where you really definitely sit down with a cup of tea and get ready to listen. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because that's really allowing them a safe place to share what's really on their heart. Yeah. And be able to sit there and, and, and walk through that with them without offering any advice, just giving them a safe place to download, because that's probably a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and potentially a depression. Yeah. Yeah. But you can ask, I mean, things that don't seem that important, but once again, you're giving an updated status, what side of the bed you want to sleep on. Maybe it's time to <laughs> change it up, get out there, live on the edge, and switch sides of the bed that you sleep on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
rut that way. I know, me too. Except when we travel, then we I kind of try switch. to change it up. Yeah, yeah but yeah. not at home. Yeah. Um, and one thing Mine's you mentioned, always closest to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> one thing we mentioned the other day is, wow, when was the last time we had a grass war? Because early in our relationship, grass wars were fun. We would be in an empty what field. What kind of grass are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the kind you pick up and you shove down each other's, you know, Down shirts. the back of their shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. once again, that's what friends... Playful and fun. Yeah. Yes. So I guess, you know, my question would be, have that conversation and ask each other the question, you know, what can we do to spice up our friendship? So there's one, no there's no wrong answer, no, really. No. It, it, but as long as it's non-fattening and not illegal. That's right. Okay. So one final tip about what friends do. Okay, I spit in your eye with that word. What 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 friends do? Uh, it, actually, friends that are in love actually kiss a lot. Huh. You know, and I also found that with some of the research, friends who you know in that married. Relationship yeah, define long. That. Okay, yeah. so kissing, you know, not your not your friend who happens, you know, no. It, it, this is a long term relationship, married relationship that your friends actually good kissing happens between friends, and that actually leads to a healthier sex life. So then, if you back the train up, you would want to kiss your friend. If you're not friends, you're not kissing because it leads to tingles. But you're not going to get any tingles if you're not kissing. Yeah, which means you have to be friends. Right. What I also found out in this research is is that couples who say goodbye at the end of the day, or excuse me, goodbye at the beginning of the day, or hello at the end of the day, who kiss, actually for guys, they did a long-term study on this, and for men who kiss their wives or girlfriends goodbye before they headed off to work, actually lived five years longer than their cohorts in the same study. Wow. Yeah. So kissing is good for you. Yes. As well as your friendship. Yes. Okay. What as else? As well as your you... sex life. It just kind of builds up. <laughs> it kind of just goes around in a really positive thing, which yeah. is kind of back to positive to negative thing. Yeah. That's yeah. what you want to work for because it's the genuine article. Yeah. And that's, those are some tips and tools, and hopefully and we gave you some tingles, some tingles about friendship builds connection in marriage. So if you want to know more about us, find us on restoredandremarried.com. Uh, I think we've got a Facebook thing going on. All social media. Uh, we would love it if you would subscribe to our free YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's under my name, Brenda Stewart, uh, S-T-U-A-R-T. But we try to upload a, a new video almost every week, maybe every other week. Just short and sweet way to encourage you in your relationship. As we always say, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing. Okay, see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gil and Brenda Stewart with the Restored and Remarried Podcast. If you enjoyed today's time together, share it with a friend. And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on their website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stewarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember, if you ain't got the marriage, you ain't got nothing.